Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome to this really fun and interesting episode of TFL Talking Trucks. It's Andre over there. Hey Roman. Hey Andre, you're so far away. Uh, yeah, we're still socially distanced. <laughs> and me, uh, today we're going to have a really interesting show because if you're in the market, Andre, for a Gladiator, a Silverado, or an F-250, you're going to want to listen to this. Even if you're not in the market, because we're going to let you guys know the top things we love and, of course, hate about the trucks <laughs> that we've now owned almost a year. Yes. All right, let's do the intro and we'll be right back. Thank you for joining TFL Talking Trucks podcast. If you love pickup trucks or big full-size SUVs, if you love trailering, towing, and going off-road, this is the right place to be. Together we can make this podcast the most popular ever. All right, yep. Andre, let's get right into it. Now, almost a year ago, give or take, uh, we purchased three trucks, right? We bought a Jeep Gladiator, which we modified. We'll talk about that. We bought a Silverado uh, Trail Boss, and of course, we bought the F-250 with the 7.3 liter Godzilla engine. Mm -hmm. uh, and since then, we've put on about 10,000 miles on all three trucks. Yeah, and uh, these are hard miles. I mean, we've been off-road. We filmed, what, now seven episodes of No Pavement Needed. This is a video series where we take all three trucks uh, before they were modified and also after, mostly after, and take them on uh, signature passes all across Colorado, very difficult off-road trails. And I also have uh, right here uh, our playlist, TFL Truck Channel. Yep. I have a playlist for no pavement needed because it shows kind of the highlights of every, everything we've done with each truck. Okay. Yes. So check that out. Uh, you can probably roll the videos while we're talking about yeah. the Gladiator. Yep. Uh, and um, let's start, like I say, with the Gladiator. Let's start mid-size, full-size, heavy-duty, uh, because, well, that's the way that uh, the mama, baby mama and papa bear are. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and um, the Gladiator we purchased uh, by trading in a Wrangler. Uh, and, you know, I think Jeep hates this, but the, 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 the look <laughs> of it is like a Gladiator is basically a Wrangler with a bed. Yeah, but I, of course, you know, we can dig into it further because it does have a trucky frame. But really, we purchased the Gladiator because it was new, right? Yeah. Uh, the midsize segment is pretty hot already. It was hot. The Tacoma was the king of the hill, and it still is in terms of sales. Uh, but the Jeep is a new entry, and we wanted to learn more about it. Is it really a Wrangler with a bed, or is it actually a true pickup truck? And how capable is it off-road, right? Yeah, and we're going to answer these questions. And the reason we buy these trucks is so that normally we only get the vehicle for about a week. We want to live with it. We want to see what breaks and what doesn't. We want to see what it's like to go to the dealership. We want to see you know, what it's like to spend hours behind the seat. Uh, and we've done that with all three trucks now, and that's what you're gonna get today. You're gonna get a really deep, in-depth uh, dive on three of these. Uh, now, we bought the Gladiator in a uh, color called Gobi, yep. which is pretty cool. It's kind of a sand color. It's kind of the color du jour. It's a very popular color right now. Uh, and the one thing I can tell you right about, uh, about Gobi is it doesn't show dirt. 
Yeah, but it's also, <laughs> it's also kind of a military color almost, yeah. right? Like a desert military vehicle. And then, of course, we enhanced it by putting all these parts from Mopar, right? We gave it a lift, we gave it bigger tires, 35s, a winch uh, bumper and a winch and a snorkel. But it's not a true snorkel, right? Uh, no, none of these actually issues. <laughs> it just raises the uh, air intake. It doesn't really seal. You can't actually get a true seal so that you actually increase the height of where the air comes into the engine. But, you know, let's face it, here in Colorado, we're not actually crossing like, rivers, swamping. Yeah. Um, so, like I was saying, the cool thing about the Gobi is it doesn't show any dirt, which we found out right away. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it also uh, it looks really good because what we did was we took the a spare wheel that comes with any gladiator and we got four more of them yes. and we gave it kind of a military look yeah right there you, you, can, you can actually see it if you're watching this on tfl talk channel yeah. you can actually see everything we're talking about and if you're not uh, these are basically steelies right yeah. steel wheels and we wanted that simple look yeah and the cool thing about the gladiator like the wrangler is you can go 35s without actually changing anything uh, like removing fenders it won't rub uh, jeep designed it in such a way that you can uh, actually put them on without lifting it now we did lift it we got the mopar lift it was like a two inch two and a half inch lift with mm -hmm. rock shocks yeah uh, fox fox shocks, fox shocks yeah, yeah fox shocks uh sorry uh and we did get the rubicon version of the uh, gladiator because well this is something we figured out it would cost you a lot more money to buy like those dana 44s and the e-lockers that are both in the front and back if you wanted to actually upgrade from like a sport. In the past we actually had a sport Wrangler and we decided to make it more off-road worthy and we quickly ran into the fact that the reason people buy Rubicons, well the off-roaders buy Rubicon, is it's a lot cheaper to buy all the parts uh, already from the factory than it is to retrofit it with like ARB stuff or any of the other aftermarket manufacturers. Yeah, so some people make a mistake. It sounds expensive, right? Yeah. I mean, the Rubicon Gladiator starts at a, what, around 44, 45 grand, and it already sounds expensive. Ours was 55, right, because it had a few options and also a hard top as well. Uh, but like you said, Roman, I, I think if you're serious about off-roading, you want those bigger axles, you want the lockers, uh, you want some other features like the off-road modes, right? It would be very hard, very, very expensive to actually do it yourself. Yeah, and I think we paid about 60000 for the truck. It wasn't cheap. Um, well, 55, yeah. that was a sticker price. Right. But then, of course, all the extra parts added we way added, more. Added maybe 15,000 more. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't pay that, actually. That came from our friends at Mopar, so thank you. Uh, and, um, you know, the engine choices well, now, choice. and back then <laughs> were very limited, right? In the yes. Wrangler, there are three engine choices. Right. Uh, there's a little turbo. Uh, there's the 3.6 liter Pentastar, and then of course there's a the new diesel. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the Gladiator, there's one engine, right? Yeah, it's a 3.6 liter V6 with an 8-speed automatic or a manual, which yep. is nice that Jeep is still offering offers a manual. We chose the automatic, the 8-speed. And why, why did we choose that? Uh, because our previous uh, Wrangler was a manual, and it's a bear when it goes off-road. It's really hard. You've got to slip the clutch. And, um, manuals are great. I love them. Uh, but off-roading, I'll take an automatic all the time. There's enough to worry about without having to actually think about how to burn the clutch when you're trying to get over an obstacle. Yeah, and also Nate Speed offers a little bit better fuel efficiency, too. So if you look at the EPA ratings, uh, fuel efficiency ratings, uh, the Jeep is rated, I believe, at up to like 21 mpg on a highway, uh, which is for a big four-wheel drive 
you know, really tall truck. Um, it's not a bad uh, number, actually. Um, and, and then, but we also have towed with this truck, right? Yeah, before we lifted it, we actually took it up the yeah. Ike. And this is the second Gladiator we took up the Ike. Uh, and actually, things changed from the first one. The first one belonged to FCA. Uh, and that Pentastar screamed, right? The uh, Gladiator has a towing capacity of just, what, 7,200 if you get it to the max version right the the one that tows the most yeah it's like 7650 is like the sport right, right the base yeah. one then the rubicon go uh, does 7000 right even and we pushed it to the limit right we, yeah. we pushed them and it's funny the first one we took up the ike uh, that little pentastar just screamed i say little it's not that little but that v6 just scream and scream and scream uh when we took ours it looks like they actually changed the engine mapping because what it would do is what you'd expect. It would, you know, we try to maintain the speed limit, so yeah. the engine would rev up uh, until we hit the speed limit, then it would downshift, uh, then the truck would inevitably start to slow down, then it would rev back up again, and then downshift. And instead of, you know, being at like red line the whole way up, it, it was up and down, up and down. Yeah, and so it's not an ideal towing truck no no right it's, so it's, there are if you towing trucks out there yeah i mean it will do seven thousand pounds we we already proved it like uh, roman is explaining but it's not really happy um we also took it i remember with mr truck um on an efficiency towing to loop and it wasn't very efficient at all it, it was one of the worst uh, actually mpg results we got uh, when we actually took it on the highway and actually uh, tried to measure it. And th once again, the reason for that being it, the engine was screaming, right? It was trying to maintain 65 or 70 miles an hour on the flat highway even. I, so, yeah. I think if you want a towing truck, I would stay away from the off-roady trucks. Uh, so I'd go with like a Colorado with the diesel, the baby Duramax, uh, or perhaps... Uh, you know, maybe even the Ranger with the uh, turbo in it, uh, but uh, the, the Gladiator uh, is a brick into the wind. It, it's mm -hmm. not fuel efficient. It's not set up to tow. It's it's you know it's a it's a very much off-road aimed truck, uh, and that's where it excels. It can tow, uh, but uh, I don't think it's happy towing, Andre. At least yeah. not 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 you know maybe towing three thousand to five thousand it might do okay, but once you get above that five thousand figure, I, I feel like it's it, it'll do it. But it's like my new dog, right? Uh, when you try to take it for a walk, it's fighting you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it'll go for the walk, but he'd rather be home. <laughs> yes, if you want to see the dog, uh, we have an update on Blaze yeah. on TFL Now channel too. All right, so so th that's the part uh, where we kind of give you our objective facts. So now let's talk about truck owners. Uh, and let's talk about what we love and hate about it. So uh, I'll tell you what I love about it. Yeah. I love the color. I love the lift. I, I, you know, the lift has turned out really well. Uh, it was installed at the dealership. It's warrantied. Uh, everything on it has worked. Uh, and we've actually had no issues with the Gladiator. Uh, you it never know, broke down. Never right. broke down. Right. Never, never had any uh, like weird squeaks, weird rattles. Uh, it's just been a, you know, a rock solid truck. People always say FCA doesn't build the same quality that other manufacturers do. Uh, this thing has had uh, zero issues. No weird lights. Uh, no oil leaks. No like I don't know all the other stuff that happens. You know. Yeah, and we've had it like you said for about ten thousand miles. Yes, it's not a you know. We haven't had it for five years, not a 100,000-mile truck, but up to now for this uh, really kind of a torture ownership experience because we've towed with it, we ran it off-road, no issues, like you said. Um, now, can I say something I don't like? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, by the way, something I do like is that you can remove you the doors. Wait, huh? <laughs> you can remove the doors, you can remove the top. Yeah, it's like a Wrangler. Uh, yeah, it, it, that's, that just makes the whole experience. We, we, have, or, we have yet to do that. <laughs> 
but or the possibility of doing that yeah. right it's in the back of my mind you know i bought this truck yes it's expensive but if i wanted to if i wanted to just have a convertible i could have it i love that so what, uh, what don't you like about it uh so one thing so doors are really small you know i'm about six two i'm kind of a big guy and getting in and out is a little bit of an issue sometimes i would you know I hit my head or I need to bend down and then the seat, the driver's seat doesn't quite offer enough legroom for, for me. Yeah, you know, uh, it's funny because the Gladiator is supposed to have more back seat room uh, than the Wrangler, right? It's a longer wheelbase. And it, it does, I think. Uh, but I got to say, I, I'm going to be much harsher than you. That well, Those seats are miserable. Uh, the front seats All of them? Are, are just miserable, yeah. They're, uh, there's, no, there's no lumber support which for $55,000 is mind-blowing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I'm gonna go there, I'm gonna say uh, right now, Jeep builds some of the worst seats in the car biz. Uh, they look cool, uh, but it's to the point, Andre, where I do not wanna take that thing across country because it hurts uh, that far. The seating position is uncomfortable. Uh, the seats are like, you know, it's like imagine taking one of those like uh, German uh, Methodist pews and, you know, throwing some leather on it uh, and then cramming you into the front of the back of the um, previous pew. It's that bad. <laughs> I, I cannot find a happy uh, driving position. I don't like the way that the control works, right? It's a little string that you pull basically mm -hmm. uh, that moves the, the back of the seat. Uh, in what I would consider an almost um, you know, ideal and perfect truck for a mid-size segment. That is a glaring error. Uh, and it's one of those things that I can't get past. You know, there's some things you can kind of look over uh, and, and think to yourself, you know, I can live with that. I can't live with those seats. Uh, and I can't live with the driving position. I, I'm not sure what, um, you know, who, who they aimed it for. Uh, maybe it was shorter guys. Uh, maybe it has to do with the fact that we're both, you know, big tall, and tall. Yeah. yeah, we're both 6'2". Yeah. Uh, but I feel like I'm crammed up against that dashboard. I feel like I can't move that seat far enough back. And I feel like my lower back, uh, you know, is on a bucking Bronco because there's no support for it whatsoever. Was that a rant? I think that was a rant. Well, you, rant. you, yeah, welcome uh, to TFL Talking Trucks. <laughs> no, no, no. But no, I think, I mean, I think your opinion is much stronger than mine. I, I just, I'm just worried about knee room. I feel like I'm sitting too close to the dash. You know, just for me. Uh, but yes, it's not the best seat. I, I, know, I, the, the best way I could describe it, it's like economy on, you know, an airplane. It's that. It's yeah. that for me. I think actually, if you look at FCA, the Ram 1500 has much better seats. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe if Jeep and Ram can talk to each other and see, you know, if they can kind of, you know, use each other's seats, uh, that would be good. And before we finish this rant, um, uh, you know, let's talk about the really good things. I think the interior materials are, you know, just top notch. Uh, the off-road stuff works wonderfully. Uh, the articulation is incredible. Uh, I really like the thick uh, leather steering wheel when I'm holding it, you know, uh, and the power is adequate. It's, you know, it's not going to blow your mind, that little Pentastar, especially when you lift it, it starts to, it starts to, you know, really feel the weight, uh, but it does okay. I think, I think it's a little trooper of an engine, you know, and I say little compared to the 7.3 that we'll be talking about pretty soon. Yes. So, and in the world of Mid-sized trucks, it's not that little. In the world of trucks, it's little. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's a strong entry. Would I buy it again? Heck yeah, I would buy it again. Even uh, with those seats? Yeah, even with those seats. I love the truck. I, you know, I, I would still buy it, but I would not take it on a cross-country drive just because of that. And, and it's, it's a little weird because we have such a stable of vehicles 
that I don't have to, you know, if I want to take something, I'll much rather take the Silverado uh, that we uh, have than the, uh, mm-hmm. the, but all mid-sized trucks are pretty small when you think, it's not, it's not a thing that just belongs to the, to the Gladiator. I hate the driving position and the position in the Tacoma. I would hate to take that across country for the same exact reason. That one, my head is crammed up against the ceiling and I feel like I have, you know, I'm laying down in the seat. Right. Um, so there just seems to be something about mid-sized trucks and front seats where the manufacturers just don't seem to get them get it right or at least for big guys or at least for big guys yeah Yeah. so I don't know if they're trying to maximize rear seat room and the last question I'm gonna ask you Andre before we move on to the Silverado is is it a Wrangler with a bed I think so yes but in the best way possible Uh, you know Jeep says that you know that's not a good characterization of the truck uh, but I think it is because, and we showed it on our No Pavement Needed series, yeah. um, no matter what we compare it against, be it a Silverado, a Ford F-250, maybe even a Tacoma or some other truck, the Jeep just does every trail almost with no sweat, just just no touching skid plates, and it's just so capable that that has that Jeepiness in it. Yeah. Yeah, right, let's, let's move on to the uh, full-size truck segment now. We started with a Raptor back in the day, then we went to a, a Ram Rebel. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, we try to keep it fair here at TFL. So uh, the next truck had to, of course, uh, be a, a Chevy. I'm not saying it couldn't have been a Nissan or a Toyota, but, you know, we try to go by what you guys buy, right? And, and so, so we and try and to, what's new also and what's new yeah and so you know we, we try to get the most popular and the newest vehicles uh, and the Chevy Silverado was new we chose the Trail Boss uh, which is of course the off-road uh, is, it, is that would you say yeah it's the most off-road worthy G- GM truck right now right now yeah yeah uh, well a full size full size yeah. there is a ZR2 yeah, that's, that's a whole yeah, different story whole different story but the full size truck um, the Trail Boss currently uh, they don't have a true Raptor competitor, right? right? If you're looking at Ford Raptor and then comparing it to the Silverado or GMC trucks, the Trail Bus is it. The GMC has the 84 edition, which basically, basically a kind of a cousin or a twin of the Trail Bus. Now we we chose a red one uh, because those are TFL colors. Yep, red. Uh, and I love actually the look of the thing. I love the kind of the red and black. Uh, design of it you're right it's it's kind of blacked out except for the red parts or it's red except for the black parts and that's really cool it's like you know like the stuff you're looking at here yeah Uh, and it just really works Uh, and the trail boss is basically a leveling kit I think it'd be it's not really even a lift right it just it just gives you a little bit of a of a lift it's a block lift lift. it's It's a block block lift lift. so so here let's just quickly talk about let's explain that what's the difference between a block lift and uh, a true lift. And a true lift, yeah. So a true lift would be where you're actually replacing the springs themselves. There could be coil springs, uh, cylindrical springs, or there can be leaves, those big giant uh, rear springs. Um, if you want to lift, you can buy a brand new set of springs, and it's kind of expensive to do because you're actually building that lift into the suspension system itself. Or what some people do, and in this case, Trail Boss from the factory does, you can put little spacers um, either underneath the spring or above the spring, um, v- virtually lifting the truck, right? Yeah. But it's not the best because you don't have that full range of motion, right? You don't have that support of that suspension system. So if you had unlimited budget, I would say always go for that, well, that's a weird way of putting it. If you had a little bit more money, go for the true lift. Yeah, let's say the, the F-250 had a, a, car, a Carly, 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 Carly uh, uh, 
Real lift, right? A yeah, true lift. lift. Yeah. And that, that was like $10,000, wasn't it? Yeah, including shocks and everything else. Yeah, 10 grand. And we'll get into that in a sec. Yeah. Whereas the Trail Boss has a block lift. It, you know, if you were to get one from like High Country, they're not expensive. They're under a thousand bucks. Yeah, a few hundred bucks. A few yeah. hundred bucks, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we went with uh, the 5.3. Why did we do that, Andre? Why not the 6.2? Well, so at the moment, uh, we went to the dealer, right? Yeah. Our friends at Johnson Auto Plaza. And they didn't have a 6.2. This was a little bit before the 6.2 was actually in dealers, even though they were announced back then. Um, and also, this 5.3 had a 10 speed. And the 5.3 is the most popular engine in the Silverado. It's also available in the Tahoe and the Yukon and some other. It's a workhorse. It's a workhorse engine that everybody buy. Our majority of the Chevy truck buyers purchase. And the 10 speed was new. So we wanted to put them together and see exactly what, what we had. Yeah, you know, the uh, funky part about uh, uh, GM is that you can now get three, three different transmissions, right? Yes. And like up to seven different powertrains yeah. in these trucks. It's pretty crazy. Which, which is insane. Speed, eight speed and a 10 speed. And we wanted the newest one. Yeah. 10 speed, which is co-developed by Ford. So it's basically the same one uh, that's in the Raptor. Uh, so we went with the 5.3 just because, uh, you know, we thought that what, 380 horsepower was plenty. We didn't need the big 420 horsepower. Although, of course, that's nice. Extra power is always good. It's always good. And <laughs> but... Then, yeah. There's a big but, the 6.2, and we've had that truck recently on loan, yeah. uh, it requires premium fuel. Or actually, that doesn't technically require it. In the, in the owner's manual, it says highly recommended for best performance. Uh, and what, what we really, I think, uh, decided to do was keep that one stock. So unlike the F-250 and the Gladiator, which we modified, we wanted to keep this one absolutely bone stock. And once again, Andre, uh, we've had less than zero problems with it. Yes. No, uh, no, nothing's broken, nothing squeaks, nothing rattles, no re No engine lights. No engine lights. Yeah. Uh, it's been dead reliable. Uh, uh, and it's been one of my favorite trucks, actually, uh, because uh, I just like the practicality of it. Let's face it, Andre. Ram has taken up the interiors of pickup trucks, specifically the 1500. Mm -hmm. uh, and GM's, even the newest, looks like it's a generation behind, right? The screen is small, uh, the plastics are pretty, yes. pretty plasticky. Uh, it just feels like it's a little bit uh, dated in, in where it should be. Yeah, I, I would agree. It is usable, though. You know, yeah. we have a column shift. Very functional. On, yeah, very functional column shift. I love kind of the old school transmission control. And, and we kind of did go from the Rebel, which had a lockable uh, rear diff. Selectable, yep. Yeah, to um, electronically lockable, right? To now basically a... Uh, a mechanical, mechanical automatic. Yeah, the yeah. G80. Uh, yeah. Uh, and off-roading, it proved to work. But there is a little bit of a time delay from when one of the wheels starts to slip to when it actually locks. So there is this kind of, like, you, you can't quite anticipate it, right? You'll be, like, driving along and you'll have, like, oh, I have no traction. All of a sudden, the truck mm -hmm. will, you know, get traction and it'll, it'll move ahead. So it's not very smooth. No. Um, and but it works. We, yeah. B both both are, are true. And I, I, that's not my favorite part of this truck. The jerkiness sometimes when the rear locker is enabled or engages by itself and sometimes on slippery surfaces let's say you're on a little bit of ice or snow if you have that jerk you can go sideways right you can lose traction so uh, that's not ideal and now one of the things that we read a lot in your comments and of course 
just you know in our emails is that uh, uh, some of the GM engines that have solidity activations have issues down the road, right? Mm -hmm. And ours has it, uh, but at ten thousand we haven't experienced any issues. So twelve thousand now. There's, is it 12, we, 12, we, we've yeah. been driving, you know, the bejeebies out of this truck. Um, so the, it has the latest solder deactivation system. Right. It used to be before 2019, uh, they had you know eight or four cylinders, eight or four, and the truck would kind of go between them. Now it can kind of cycle all the way around. It's like it's like a round robin or I don't know. Um, just it can run on two cylinders, then skip another one, run on three. And it does it pretty seamlessly. I haven't noticed it. Have you? No, not at all. And people say that you do have issues with that later on, but we haven't experienced them. Uh, the other thing that uh, is interesting about the truck is we did a, uh, a test where we compared fuel economy of uh, three different off-road trucks. We had the Raptor, we had this truck, and we had the Rebel. Mm -hmm. um, and the Chevy was dead on with what the EPA said. It, it's actually very fuel efficient. Yeah, 21 is what the EPA says yeah. for this truck. So it's basically the same as the Gladiator as far as the rating, but we got it. Like exactly, yeah. 20.7 or 20.8. Over a 300 a, mile loop. Yeah, huge. We did it several times, not just one trip. Um, the trail bus is always, rely, uh, just delivers that fuel efficiency that they say. Yeah, uh, and uh, I would say that the exhaust note is pretty muted, wouldn't you? It's you, you know I think with the six two, if you if you love exhaust note, if you like that V eight rumble, you're not going to get it with the five three. You know I noticed it got it got a little louder, like as Over we rolled yeah. it. So it kind of breaks in the mufflers, I guess. Sometimes that happens. So it has a good rumble when it first starts, like but then it kind of quiets down. And let's talk about the thing that you do the best, Andre towing. How does it tow? It's a beast. Yeah, it tows yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. we've we've had um, I gauntlet run, so there, that's also on the TFL truck channel, um, and I think we pushed it all the way up to about its maximum, the ninety five hundred pound maximum on this truck, and it did it fine. It, even you, you would think it would slow down on the way up the mountain, but it actually kept the speed almost almost to the speed limit, and it's solid. The rear axle, you know, and the leaf springs in the rear just make it very, very solid towing experience. So it's, it's an off-road truck, but it can also tow. It won't tow over that amount, obviously, but if you want to tow under, I would say, 8,000 pounds or below, I'm not gonna, I don't want, you know, I would never recommend pushing it all the way to the limit. But if about 8,500 or below, it will tow great. Yeah, I, I, I use it to pick up our uh, smart car or Tweety, right? That wasn't a lot, but it didn't care. Uh, it's just uh, one. It's become kind of our shop truck. It, it's just that useful. You know, it's very utilitarian, uh, and it does everything uh, well. You know, so it's good in the snow. It's good off road. It's good at towing. It gets good fuel economy, uh, and it's just kind of an all around good truck. And, and I gotta say, out of the three other trucks that we've owned uh, in the past, full size trucks. Uh, you know, I fell in love with the Raptor, uh, but um, I just couldn't deal with the fuel economy after a while, right? We were always, And how wide that truck yeah, is. Yeah, we were always yeah, in the 13s. So as much as I love that truck, first-gen Raptor, the fuel economy was really painful. Uh, I, I never connected with the Rebel. Uh, that was really? kind of your project. But even the Rouser? Yeah. Even, even, the, even yeah. that Mopar exhaust? Yeah, I never connected with it for some reason. I don't know why. It just did, Was I hogging it too much? Did I <laughs> you did it? hog it a lot. No, I don't know. <laughs> I just never connected with it. Uh, but this one I really connected with. It's going to be, this one's going to, I'm going to be sad to see this one go. Uh, so let's talk about the thing that you guys want to know, what we love and hate about it. Uh, let's start with love. What do you love about it, Andre? So I think we touched on it. Uh, good all-around truck. Um, it's, it's, it's not like one thing you can put your finger on and say, I really love that. But it does everything well. 
everything that it says it does, it does. Um, let me start the things I don't like. Okay. Yeah. So, so um, part of the, a little bit of hate. So the seats are, once again, the position is good, but the seats themselves are a little hard. Harder than some other trucks. I, think, uh, I, think, I also think the headrests are hard. Oh, yeah. They're like rocks. <laughs> there you go. Now it's an Andre rant. <laughs> they're made they're, of granite. They're, they're <laughs> Chiseled out of the hardest American granite money can buy. And it's not sandstone like where you're seeing the truck uh, go over. They're just small and yes. kind of cheap. Yes. Um, and um, well, I lost my train of thought. What, what else do you hate? You said you, like, you hate the seats. What else? Or you don't like the seats? Yeah, the seats. Also, the wheels. We're looking at the wheels and tires. They're way too small. The, the Duratracks are good tires, but they're 32 inches. Come on, Chevy. It just looks so undersized for that. And then the wheel openings, of course, are square. Yeah. So it's hard to go <laughs> bigger with a round tire without rubbing. Right. <laughs> uh, so if, if it had a little bit more tire, maybe a 33 or a 34, and slightly different seats, maybe a little bit softer seat uh, configuration, I think it would be really a great truck. All right, uh, so what I love about it is what? the look of it, right? Uh, it's kind of a fist into the wind. The design, mm -hmm. I love those like little uh, boomerang-shaped lights that light up at night underneath the main tail in yeah. the lights. It's funny, a lot of people hate it. Yeah, a lot of people hate it. I love it. Uh, and yeah. I love the lights. It's got really great lights. Uh, you know, I know that uh, they do testing of headlights. I, you know, we don't do any formal testing, but it's by far got some of the brightest and most uh, uh, unreflective uh, lights, right? They don't come back in your face. Uh, so I love that. And actually, I don't mind the seats, Andre. Uh, I've driven that thing, you know, hundreds of miles, thousands of miles. And you're right, they're not comfy or soft, but they're not uncomfortable. They're, they work for me. Okay. Uh, uh, and uh, it's just an all-around kind of, you know, it's like, it's like the uh, all-around. In high school, there was always one kid who could do it all, right? He could play basketball. He could play football. He could even play soccer. Mm -hmm. And that's what I feel about the, the Silverado Trail Boss. It can go off-road. It can tow. It can serve as a hauling truck. It can take your family around. They're comfortable. It gets fuel, fuel, good fuel economy. You know, that's what I love about it. What I hate about it off-road are the sight lines are beyond atrocious. It needs a front camera, at least. Yeah, but, you know, even with front cameras, it's really hard to, to have that depth perception. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they help. It's better than not yes. having a, a camera. But this thing, like, I have no clue where the front wheels are uh, when I'm off-roading. Oh, you lost your video. Oh, no, no, we're, we're back. Okay, we're back. We're back. Uh, yeah, so uh, the sight lines are pretty bad. Uh, the plastics are pretty bad in, in some places. I love the little cubby holes that Chevy puts, like, in the back seats. We always forget about them. But yeah, behind the back. Yeah, I call them gun cubby holes. I, I suspect people use them for other things, but that's what I, if I had a handgun, that's where I'd put it. That's where I put my groceries. Do you really? Well, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what, what would you put? What would you, that's where you put your borscht. Yes, but you know what? You could put you it in borscht? there. Maybe, oh, I love borscht. Really? Yeah, my dad makes a great Cabbage. borscht. Cabbage. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And beets. And beets. beets. Yeah. It's very important. It's uh, no, like you could put like a recovery rope in there. Yeah, exactly. You know, something you don't use all every day, but, but it, it just st stashes inside of it. Yeah, uh, and so th those are pretty cool. Uh, uh, like I say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very sad to see it go. I think we got a, uh, I think we got a good one there, but it's going to be time to move on. And of course, if you guys are followers of TFL, you know that we've ordered the TRX. Uh, so you might be wondering why don't we go once again with like a Tacoma, um, I mean a, a Tundra and that or is, Titan or Titan. Uh, the Tundra is you know not new. Uh, it's Twelve years old. Uh, and uh, well, you know we, we the, the 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 Titan is new, but all I I can tell you with three numbers, Andre, why we went with the TRX. You know what those numbers are? 
702. Exactly. How could you not? That's the horsepower rating on the TRX. All right. 702. All right. Well, let's let's move on uh, to the third and final truck that we bought uh, yes. at the end of last year, actually, uh, and that was the Ford. F-250, it was refreshed. Uh, they had stuffed a new kind of old school pushrod 7.3 liter uh, uh, V8 into it. We didn't go with the diesel because we were curious. Even though the diesel was also refreshed, we didn't go with the diesel because we were curious about uh, the 7.3. And you know, I I'm actually happy we didn't go with the diesel. It's expensive and it's heavy. Yeah, so we're, what we're trying to do is actually build an Overland truck once again. Yeah. So the Chevy, we kind of kept mostly stock. Uh, the Jeep was modified, and Ford, once again, we wanted to modify it and see what it's like. The 7.3 gas V8 was all new. Everybody wanted to know about it, right? We had emails, you know, every day, dozens of them, of people asking about the engine. And, and it has a new transmission, right? 10-speed, heavy-duty transmission, which was huge. The new diesels are amazing. Like you said, they're awesome. They're powerful. They're torquey. They're also about $9,000 more than what the truck we bought and also off-road it adds about i don't know 500 pounds to the front of the well, truck well here's the crazy thing you know we paid about fifty-five thousand dollars for all three of these trucks yes right the gladiator was 55 the silverado was 55 yes. and the f-250 xlt was 55. it's yes. funny and by the way the xlt is you know they go xl xlt lariat platinum and on and on and on yep. so you would think an xlt would be cheap Right, but but the definition of what's cheap and what's not cheap is changing. Yeah, I think so. You would think that an XLT like a work truck would be, you know, with cloth seats, with which this truck has, uh, no sunroof. Uh, it doesn't even have heated seats. No, uh, but doesn't. fifty-five grand. I mean, that's kind of where the market is moving. And it's we, not just Ford. And we wanted to buy it last year because of tax reasons, uh, and so we didn't have a lot of choice. We found one actually. They were just starting to come in at the end of the year. Uh, we had to buy it before the year ended, uh, and we found one up uh, in northern Colorado that was... It was Wyoming, dude. It was Cheyenne. Oh, it was Wyoming, that's right. Yeah, Cheyenne. Cheyenne. That was yeah. kind of this funky color. Uh, I didn't love it when I saw it, but there was no choice. But when we got it, I kind of fell in love with the color. It's kind of this pewter color. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was, like I said, it was the XLT, and it was great because the XLT is kind of... Uh, it's not a, quite a work truck, but it's... You know, it's, it, it's, you're not into the premium trucks yet. You're still into the basic trucks. Uh, so a couple things about it. Uh, we decided to modify it. Uh, the first thing we did uh, before we did the lift was we actually uh, changed the exhaust. We wanted to open it up and we wanted to see here that 7.3 because from the factory that 7.3 is just very muted. You know, and I talked to the engineers yeah. about this because um, I was curious why... Um, it seems like there's a progression that new trucks are quieter and quieter and quieter, no matter how big the engine is or how massive the truck is. And they said uh, part of it is, or a huge part of it, is actually changing regulations. So the regulations are tightening up, and it's not just like one state. You know, one state might allow you to a certain sound level for a truck driving down the highway, but other states are stricter. But they have to kind of, you know, uh, kind of. Uh, make it good for Most every common denominator they yeah to, yeah you don't um, so they're to, they're quieting down these trucks you don't want to be able to sell cars and trucks in california so yes you got to go with whatever california does yeah and uh and we, so we, we wanted a little louder but we didn't want to wake up the dead or bother people yeah and i think we hit it and we kept the re i think there's three resonators underneath the exhaust right we kept two of them we got mm -hmm. rid of one of them uh and we and changed we, the muffler basically. and we went with a what magnaflow yes 
Yeah, that's right, right? Am I, am I getting that right? If I'm remembering right? Or Flowmaster. Or was it Flowmaster? Yeah. Oh, it was a Flowmaster. Yeah, I think it's... I'm sorry, I, I keep forgetting. I forget. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's in, I'm looking at it right there. I guess I can go look at it. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, we went with dual exhaust out the back. Yes. Uh, which uh, looked really badass and sounded really uh, badass. On one side. On one side. We on dumped the passenger them on, side. Yeah, yes. we dumped on the passenger side. Uh, and then the other thing we did immediately was... I could, you know, hey, Here's a question for you. Yeah. Uh, what do some Japanese say design is the most important part of a car, or in this case, a truck. I've heard this, and I love this. It's the door handle. Yeah, it's the part. It's, a, it's, it's, it's the, the part, part you first touch because that's your first uh, time that you're interacting with. That's your first physical contact with it. Uh, yes. And I absolutely hated Andre the plastic steering wheel on the F250. It was I, really plastic. It was like it was like something out of like you know a 1970s Impala. It was horrible. Uh, talking about cost cutting, and so uh, we, I think I said that, and then somebody had an extra uh, steering wheel sitting around from like one of the upper trims. Like right? a Lariat or something? Yeah. Or maybe it was a Raptor steering wheel, I don't know, it was one of those. No, it's a little nicer, it's yeah, not it's a leather. fully, it's not a, like a limited $80,000 steering and, wheel. And they but sent it to us, we took it to our mechanic and it was very easy to swap. So we swapped that little plasticky steering wheel for a nice leather one uh, and made me much happier because that's the part that I'm always holding on to, right? Yeah. And then, and then after that, we went like this uh, to Carly suspension. Yeah, in California, you, you, you kinda, we were going to turn it into you know, a super tremor was our... That was my goal, yeah, and still is. Yeah, we wanted a tremor, but we couldn't find one. Right. We really wanted the tremor, which is the most off-road-worthy Ford heavy-duty truck. But the guys at Carly have all the experience. They work on a lot of heavy-duty trucks, Rams and Fords. They specialize in solid axle conversions. Uh, I mean, solid axle suspension systems, not conversions. Um, and they did the proper lift, like we talked about, right? Yeah. Uh, the lift that's actually built into the spring itself. It's longer springs and wider leaves in the back. More but, leaves, special shocks. Uh, and, they, and they did that as part of a sponsorship uh, yes. arrangement. They didn't pass any money, but they did the, uh, the lift. It's a $10,000 lift, and they got featured in the No Pavement Needed series. Uh, and so it was, uh, it was a good... Uh, it was a really good uh, experience for us because we got to see how that lift is installed. We got to work with a really good company. Yeah. And, 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 it, and the result of it is a really actually great riding truck. Um, so a couple of different things. Uh, this suspension system is called the Pintop, which is their highest level of suspension. And it's really meant for kind of slightly faster off-road running, like a Baja running. Mm -hmm. um, not that, you know, Everybody, you know, races heavy-duty trucks in the Baja, but that's where the company is from. You know, they, they're a Southern California company, and um, yes, the ride was quite a lot different. Yeah, we, and better. Yeah, because we went with King Shocks, which you know I think are the king of the shock world, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Yes. Uh, uh, and then of course we went with bigger uh, wheels and tires, right? Yeah, thirty sevens. Yeah, you gotta, wanted, go, you gotta go with thirty sevens. So thirty-five inch tall tire is a stock tremor. We wanted to make it super. We wanted to go beyond it. So thirty-seven. Uh, uh, and if you know you look under that truck, and it's a quality uh, workmanship, right? They did good work. Uh, they did uh, uh, you know a really impressive job, uh, and. Thank you to our friends at Carly uh, for making you know the truck look as badass as we had ever hoped it to look. You know, in the front and, and work that way too. Yeah, and in the front, the extra uh, shock reservoir is you visible. Yeah. you could see it, and people always come up to it and say, "Oh my gosh, what what is that?" Yeah, so people are always uh, actually are curious about it. And then we also got our camper. Yep. So we made the, made the truck better. We lifted it, and then we made the truck heavier, which is not great when you're off-roading, but it's awesome when you want to stay 
in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and if you want to see actually how we did that, go over to TFL Truck, you can see both those videos. So I don't want to dwell on that too much. Uh, uh, and then we, um, unfortunately, because of the lift, uh, we, they cut off the exhaust. <laughs> the exhaust wasn't fitting with the new springs. <laughs> no, no. So we took it to our magic muffler magician, this uh, guy up in uh, Bertha. Yes. Uh, right? Yes. And uh, he uh, changed. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he changed it around. What did he do to it? So he looked at it and he kind of was angry at me yeah. for you know cutting off his beautiful work from before. Um, and then so he finally kind of twisted how the muffler was mounted underneath the passenger side and actually ran uh, still two outlets, but out one out each end. Yeah, it looks badass now. Yeah, and actually it I kind of changed that, the sound. It yeah, it did change the sound. It changed the sound because now the sound is on both sides of the truck, not just one side of the truck. And you know, sometimes when you do an exhaust, it sounds good uh, when you first start it up and drive around town, and then when you get on the highway, it just becomes really droney. This doesn't. This is comfortable. And we've driven it across country, both to California and all the way to Detroit and back. So, you know, we've put on long miles uh, across country and, and, and the exhaust never gets droney. Uh, the one thing I can tell you that I don't like about the truck, and let's talk about that part, what yeah. we love and don't, lo don't yeah. like. Actually, let me tell you what I love about it. I love the fact, uh, uh, before we do that, one more thing. <laughs> we also had our friends at Five Star do an off-road too, and there's a whole video on that too. Yeah. Uh, so they uh, actually changed the way that the truck drives off-road, so now it's uh, not an FX4, but an FX5. Yeah, because you know when you change the tire size, first of all, you're messing with your speedometer, yeah. your mileage, everything changes, your shift points, and they smoothed it out, right? Correct it for the, uh, you can actually make a setting there using the tuner um, for tire size, all that was done. Now let's talk about the things I like about it. So I love the way that you end up lifting it, the way that it looks. Uh, you know, I've gotten so many compliments on that truck, Andre. When people walk up to me, they just see it and they're like, holy cannoli, this is, this is a uh, this is the truck of this is the Papa Bear of Papa Bears. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, it's a very um, um, makes a it, it, it has presence and it makes a statement. Uh, I would agree. Know, yeah, I think it, and it's not overdone. Somebody came up to me and said, "Why didn't you do a 40s? Yeah. Why didn't you go with 40s?" Well, if you do 40s, you need to lift higher. So you need to do instead of a three inch lift, you need to like a six inch lift or more, and then put 40s. And then as we I found out on Colorado trails, this truck is probably as big as I ever want to off-road. It's too wide. And if you lift it higher in the air and make it wider and bigger, it would become unusable. Yeah, I don't know how people do like earth rovers. I mean, you raise the center <laughs> of gravity so much that it becomes really kind of uh, tippy uh, yeah. when, you, when you're you know, actually doing any kind of rock crawling. Uh, so I love the room in the, in, in the truck, right? You, I mean, it's the same cabin as a full-size truck, but somehow it feels bigger, right? The seats are, we have just cloth seats, they're comfortable, they're not, they're not, not special, but they're, they're, yeah. you know, they, they, they don't hurt over a long distance trip. Uh, so uh, I love the fact that you can see over everybody else except for semis. Uh, that's a nice perk. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the things I don't love about it. First, you know, I, I'm just uh, aghast at the terrible uh, lights that came on it. Uh, an XLT came with like standard bulbs. Uh, you know, it's like having like what, what I, did Ford go back to the Model T days and, and dig up those headlights? And 
and, and benchmark them. We've actually gone now through uh, two sets of lights to actually try to improve it. Now, the upper level trucks get the LEDs. Right. Yeah, and they look awesome um, and they look cool and they're actually usable. Yeah, we, we, and then to actually change the bulbs, most, you know, to change the bulb is probably the easiest thing you can do on any vehicle. This one, you have to take the whole front end off. <laughs> I was reading a comment when you did that video, the no, you can do it. And I'm like, the only way you can do it is if, you know, uh, you've got the hands of a very talented baby, uh, like orangutan. That's the only way I know you can actually reach in there, pass the you know the uh, the air filter, and pass the uh, windshield wiper fluid, <laughs> reservoir radiators. Uh, so you got to pull the front off. Uh, so the lights were pretty bad, uh, and uh, you, you know how I said that Ram raised the um, bar on the interior yes. truck, yes. and then the Chevy was like one generation. This is like two generations back. <laughs> Uh, the plastics, you know, if they're the gaps in plastic, the, yeah, the, 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 they don't match. If 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 Chevy's plasticky, this is like soda can plastic. There are parts of that truck where where it doesn't match, where you can actually cut your finger on. I mean, it's just cost cutting uh, to a, an extreme amount. And it, it was to be fair, it was probably designed years ago when the F one fifty first was changed. So they're using kind of a very similar setup. Yes, I would agree. Uh, the, the interior, you know, there was a part of the interior on the door where it was unfinished plastic you could cut your finger on. Yeah, I told Remember? you, you could cut your finger on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and then before you give your loves and hates, uh, once again, no issues with it. I don't think we had any issues. Oh, no, no that's not true. You, it did leave us stranded. It left you stranded because of a misfire. Yes, so, so that was uh, an issue with a uh, spark plug wire. Yeah. So it didn't quite leave me stranded. Uh, I limped at home. Uh, and I was just, you know, probably... $27 spark plug wire basically caused the, one of the cylinders to... Misfire, and yeah. it was severe. You could hear it. And when you accelerate it, it, you, it would actually like shudder and shake. And when, when I didn't want to drive it very far, but I got it home and then a little bit... Uh, um, a few miles from my house, there was a dealership, so I got it there. And, and two all, weeks, two all, weeks later, they were all backordered. All those. Uh, yes, you couldn't find those spark plug wires, which was beyond me because I would think I could go to a local parts store on every corner and pick one up. But no, but no. So that was an issue. And now we talked to Ford. Yeah. They said it was a supplier issue. They fixed it, and they're trying to get the parts out. So Ford is fixing this issue, um, which was strange. Other than that. Solid as a rock. The transmission is working yeah, great. That's a big. That's a big. <laughs> other than that, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, to lose like yeah. a cylinder is a big. Other than that, but but the truck is back. It's back. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. back and running. And we've yeah. actually, I think, you know, we fixed the steering wheel. We fixed lights. So what do you love about it? And what do you hate about it? So I love, uh, other than what we already talked about, how it tows. So it's rated to tow almost 15,000 pounds, about 14,500. And we pushed the limits, even with the camper, did several towing tests, um, even with stock suspension and actually with modified suspension, the truck is always towing great. The 10 speed allows it to kind of have always have power. And then we gave it a little bit, tiny bit more power with the tune, the five star. Um, I love that. It has great power. Transmission is great. Uh, what I don't love is one thing is that might be obvious, but fuel efficiency. Oh my God, especially uh, with the lift. Uh, with the lift and the camper, yes. You might say, you know, what are you expecting when yeah. you put, you know, have you're, nine. You're in the single digits. Yeah, I'm in nines yeah. usually, nine to 10. Um, yes, on the highway sometimes when you're cruising, you can get like 11 in this current setup. But yeah, the fuel efficiency after this lift, this is where the diesel would be better actually. Because when diesels are good at this, heavy loads, they can still be efficient. Um, and then visibility. 
you talked about looking over everybody on the highway, which is great. But when you're near a cliff off-roading, that's not great. Um, so visibility, once again, no front camera, no way of seeing in front of you. Uh, that's not good. Uh, and so guys, keep in mind that as the year is winding down, we will be selling these. Uh, so if you're interested, shoot us an email. Uh, at some point, uh, we'll keep you in the loop as to when these are going to go away. Because uh, we will be obviously switching out our vehicles for next year. And we know already that uh, the Silverado is probably going to go uh, in exchange for the uh, TRX. Uh, and then the question is, what are we going to you know, get instead of the Ford? I've got some ideas. Uh, uh, and, of course, it's not going to be with the camper. That goes back to the uh, pop-up camper folk. Right. Uh, but uh, that will also be available. Uh, so, Andre, um, oh, and then the Gladiator, I think we're going to keep that one, actually. It's such really? a useful off-road truck uh, that I think it'd be hard to, uh, well, if you watch. It will save you. Yeah. In, 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 I think it's going to become our recovery vehicle. Yeah. We've got the winch on it. Uh, it's just going to become our recovery rig. Uh, and so I think we'll hold on to that one for at least another year, uh, and we'll see after that. Uh, so if it were your money, $55,000, Andre, which of the three would you buy? Ooh, wow. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would say Trail Boss. I would go Chevy because, uh, like we said, it kind of does everything well. Uh, personally, I have a 6,000-pound boat and trailer that I haul around. Trail Boss would do it no problem. I wouldn't probably want to put that boat behind the Jeep. Um, the Ford is awesome. I love the Ford, but it's a little bit too much, too yeah. big. Yeah, it's, yeah um, it's, 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 it's not an everyday driver. So, but, but I would say... At least not you, in a city. Right, but if you have different goals, if you have heavier trailer to pull, um, the Ford would be the ticket, but I, I don't. So the Trail Boss is for me. Yeah, I would say uh, I, would, I could highly, rec highly recommend uh, all three of them. Yeah, yeah I would. I would have no qualms about saying they were all... Uh, you know, really good for what they do. Uh, uh, if it was my heart making the decision, I would go for uh, the Gladiator. Uh, but if it was my butt <laughs> making the decision <laughs> in my head, I would go for the Trail Boss as well. So, okay. So in the end, uh, just the seats are so, they're such a deal killer that I, I, I need to have something I can actually sit in for more than like an hour or two. So it's the Goldilocks. Yeah, it's the, a Goldilocks. The, the, yeah, it does everything. And it's not just because it's a Silverado. It's just because that's the right size truck. And that's why the full-size truck segment is the most popular, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's not as hard to park as a... Uh, it's a big Super Duty. Super yeah. Duty. Uh, and yet uh, it does tow a lot more, much more comfortably than uh, you know, a small truck. And when you do want to tow, like, like your boat is 6,000, right? When you want yeah. to tow, you want something where it, it, it's like no sweat. Solid and stable. Yeah. 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 Well, there you have it, guys. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this show. Uh, let us know what you think about the three trucks uh, in the comments below. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can listen to it over uh, on Apple on our podcast channel. If you're listening to it, then you can actually see this video if you want to see what the trucks look like. Uh, and uh, yeah, check out our new what bike channel, Andre. Yeah, TFL Bike on YouTube, TFL Talk, yeah. which where the podcasts are. Bike is uh, Case and uh, Alex yep. are reviewing motorcycles, electric bicycles, everything two wheel, and of course TFL Truck yep. uh, for for these. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you to all our Patreon uh, supporters for helping uh, us. Uh, you know, keep the lights on. Thank you for everybody who's bought one of our T-shirts, uh, and uh, we'll see you next week for another episode of uh, Talking Trucks. Thanks, guys. Ciao. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.